This is the Brighter Web Podcast, insights on growing a small business using the latest technology and marketing best practices. I'm Robert, and I am here once again with Mickey, uh, where we, uh, we both work at Green Melon, uh, a marketing agency here in Atlanta, Georgia, and we specialize in building WordPress websites. So, you know, know a few things about websites, and uh, you know, how many would you say you've, you and Green Melon have built over the years, Mickey? That's a good question. We started in 2009. I'd say we've done around 200, 250 maybe. Okay. Not a ton really when you get down to it, but I mean, ours are pretty big projects and yeah, it's been a lot of sites. Well, enough to the fact that uh, you know you can talk pretty intelligibly about the, the topic that we want to kind of discuss a little bit more in depth today, with it, which is uh, launching a website. You've launched you know quite a few websites, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot you need to do when you launch just to make sure things aren't broken. Yeah, um, we have I think like 55 items on our launch list, and almost all of them are redundant things just to make sure things aren't broken. But some are very, very important if you happen to mess them up. So we like to take that extra look at them. Yeah. So 55 is a pretty long list. I don't think we have time. Nor, nor <laughs> I do people so, yeah. have patience to listen to that entire list. But you know, are, is there like a top 10? Like, is there a kind of a few high-level things that you could walk us through for for launching a site? Yeah, I think 10 would be a good way to go. And then we'll I'll put a link to the full full list in our show notes somewhere because we have that published out there awesome. somewhere. We'll track it down. Yeah. So, yeah. so what's yeah? I mean, what's the first thing that you'd say that you know? Hey, you you've done all this work to build a brand new shiny website for your business, what's the first thing you want to do to make sure that kind of launching it goes successfully? So this is one we talked about a couple episodes ago, but just make sure Google can see your site. Um, in WordPress, under the settings and reading tab, there's that magic little checkbox that says discourage search engines from indexing this site and make, make, make sure that is not checked. Um, and again, you do want it checked when you're building the site. You don't want Google to see your temporary site alongside your live site. So you do want to block Google from your temporary site. But when you go live, just make sure that's unchecked. And we have it, we probably had it on our list twice just to make sure because it's such a tiny checkbox, but it's devastating to your Google rankings if you happen to leave it checked. So that's our first one is make sure WordPress can allow indexing. Yeah, I love what we call it the magic checkbox. Is that yeah. there's something like, <laughs> you know, genuinely like mysterious about what we do, but no, we're just we're just unchecking the checkbox. It's more like the evil checkbox, really, but yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we should change that. So what's, what's the next thing? Uh, next one, make sure Google Analytics is installed. Um, there's other tools you could use. We still prefer Google Analytics over most of the others. Just make sure it's installed. Make sure if you had an existing site, you're using the same analytics code from before, so it's seamless, or make sure you have the new code installed. Um, if it's an existing account you have, uh, Analytics has a neat little tool called Annotations. So you can make a shared annotation just on the front page of that main little timeline of all the traffic. You make a little note in there saying, hey, we launched a new site today. And I like to make little annotations whenever there's anything noteworthy. If we launch a big new product or have a big email campaign or something, put a little annotation mostly for your future self. So we go back and say, why did the traffic change so much that day? You see the annotation, that, oh, we launched a new site. That's why. And people shared it on social media. And then add any other tracking software you have, like uh, Fresh Marketer. We use one called Crazy Egg right now for heat map tracking. Just make sure all your tracking software that you want is in place on the site. Yeah, so that's that's important. Getting all those kind of uh, integrations hooked up with the site. Is there any more like Google tools that you would suggest uh, people installing before they before they go live? Yeah, the next one would be Google Search Console, which you don't really install. It's more you just kind of go to Google Search Console and prove that the site is yours. And again, if you have an existing site that's probably already set up, there's probably not much you need to change, but I love Google Search Console for two reasons. Uh, the first one is that's where you can listen for issues. If Google sees a problem with your site, they're not going to call you or email you or let you know. They're just going to publish to your Search Console and say, hey, we think you've been hacked or we can't access some pages. So you want to have that account just so you can see if Google thinks there's a problem. Because if Google thinks there's a problem, it's worth listening to. 
And then also you can submit your new sitemap there. Um, and the sitemap is just kind of a list of all the pages on your site. Doesn't help you rank better necessarily, but it helps Google understand your site. And it's always a good thing if Google can better understand your site. Yeah, absolutely. They're the, the way that people find us more yeah. than often than not. Um, speaking go. of which, um, SEO is a thing that we've covered in a previous podcast episode and content was, was a big piece uh, of what we talked about there. So, uh, you know, I think content may be another piece that you want to talk about when it comes to, to launching the site. Yeah, a few items in here for content. Um, a big one for me is making sure those test blog entries have been removed. You know, when you install WordPress, it creates a test page and a test blog entry. And especially in a site that's not going to have a blog, people often just leave that test post in there and that post will get indexed by Google and it'll sort of show up in bad ways. It's not a killer thing, but it just looks sloppy when that's in there. And the same with the initial category you get is called uncategorized. You don't ever want to publish something under the uncategorized category. Um, my, my cheat way around that, though, is ideally everything is in a nice manicured category, but I rename uncategorized to general or main or blog or something so at least it looks a little better if you happen to leave something sitting in there. You know? Uncategorized sounds like, yeah, we weren't sure where to put this. Like, we don't know what we're doing exactly. We just right. kind of threw some content out there. Yeah, I exactly. think renaming that is, is probably a very professional thing to do. Yeah. Um, what's yeah? What's the next tip you've got? So the next one is the time zone settings. You know, WordPress has time zone settings you want to check, and this is particularly important if you schedule posts in WordPress. Um, and one little tip I'll give you for time zone: it's a pretty simple setting. You just set your time zone. You can set like GMT minus five, which is what East Coast is during not daylight savings time. I can never remember what that is. So you can rather than choosing GMT minus five or minus four or whatever, you can choose a city. So I just choose New York for most of our clients, and that way it will change with daylight savings time automatically and keep our time zone accurate. So when we publish posts, the time will show properly on the site for when we published it. If we schedule posts, they'll publish automatically when they're supposed to and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, and I believe, I'll, I'll flex a little bit here, I, I believe GMT is Greenwich Mean Time. Very good, yes. yes yeah, yeah, so fun, fun fact there. Um, yeah, but it is a little bit easier to actually have your time zone based on one of the cities rather than negative five or right, exactly. plus three, like yeah. one of these meaningless things. So. Uh, very cool. All right, so what's what's your next tip for, for launching a site? The next one is make sure any blog posts you publish are written by the site owner. Um, and I put by in parentheses in my notes here just saying change the display name it shows up as. Because in our case, we may load a bunch of blog posts on behalf of the client, but we don't want it to show up as Green Melon or Mickey Melon or Robert Carnes or whatever. We want it to show up as the client's name. So you can go back through and make sure your blog posts just show up under the proper name of who you want them to have been from not who actually hit the publish button. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and to note, obviously, as we kind of mentioned to start off here, most of these are a little bit more tailored to WordPress launches, but I think they can they can pretty much go for, for any kind of site that you're launching. Yeah, but, for sure. You know, we're, we're obviously a WordPress shop, so we kind of think through things from that lens. So, yeah, just, just a helpful notation there. Yep. Uh, so the next one we have, number seven here, is checking for special characters. So these are often invisible on Mac, and so I see this on sites a lot because everyone is on a Mac and they never notice these special characters, <laughs> but there's these weird little, they're spaces, but they're not spaces. They show up in a lot of computers as like a question mark in a box, and it just looks mm -hmm. funny. You see them on Mac and you can see them on Chrome OS, and so like our developer has a Chromebook that she keeps by her desk, so periodically she can browse through her site and just make sure none of those little weird characters are in there because, I mean, most of your visitors are not gonna be on a Mac statistically, and so you wanna make sure just clean out those little special characters. Not a big deal, but again, it looks sloppy. If your main headline, people are reading through it, it has a big funny question mark in the middle of it. So Yeah, a little, un a little unprofessional. And, yeah. and I think that kind of almost goes back to our magic checkbox. That seems a little bit more kind of mystical and mysterious. Yeah, it kind of does. Why yeah. that might be, but hey, yeah, make sure to kind of check to, to get rid of those. Yeah. Um, so obviously, if you were 
you know, in some cases, if you're launching a site, it may be a brand new, like, you know, you may be a new business or you didn't have a web presence before. So you're launching a brand new online entity and it feels so fresh and new. But, you know, in, in a lot of cases, you know, we had an older site, right? You know, hey, this was around for 10 years. It needed a refresh. So we're working on a new site. I feel like there's something really important, though, with making sure that you don't get the streams crossed when you're kind of taking down the old site and launching the new one, especially when it comes to those links that were already out there on the web. Is that right? Yep, there you go. So that is number eight here, setting up redirects. And so there are tools to help do that, but a lot of times your page names may change from your old site to your new site. Your about page might have been about.html and now it's just slash about. And if someone goes to that old about page, which is in Google and maybe in some bookmarks, they'll get a page not found error, which is not good. And so we use a tool called redirection in WordPress. There's others in WordPress, there's others in other systems and just kind of go through and manually change as many as we possibly can. And then what's neat with redirection is you can track all the not found errors. And so we'll kind of keep an eye on the site for the next few days. And a lot of the not found errors are spammers just kind of poking around to see what they can find. But we still keep an eye and say, ooh, someone tried to get a, to about.htm so I don't know if it was a typo or maybe it was from an old, old version of the site, but let's set up a redirect. So next time someone does, you know, they find the right page. And this is good for users primarily, so they don't find the not found page, but good for your search engine optimization too, because if there's any link juice on that page, a proper redirect will pass all that link juice to the new page versus letting it just kind of disappear into that not found. So help your rankings, help your users. It's a good thing to do. And it takes a little time, especially on a big site, but it's well worth doing. And if you're looking for a new business idea, I think Link Juice as a beverage company <laughs> might be an interesting one to try out. I don't know. We'll check if that URL is available. To I'd mind. get it for yeah. sure. So yeah. <laughs> okay. So what's what's the next tip you've got for us? Maybe? So the next one is situational a little bit, but is to check the API keys for Google Maps and Google Recaptcha and things like that. So if you have an embedded Google Map on your site, or if you use Google Recaptcha, that's like the the checkbox you see in forms where it says you know check this box to prove you're a human. Those are tied to a key that you get from Google. It's a free key. It's a long string of characters. You have to just plug in, insert to the plugin to make it work. But it's tied to your domain name. So if you've had it on a test site for a while, you probably used a the test domain for your Google Maps. And when you launch on the live site, that domain changed and therefore the key changed. Um, so it's easy to do, but it's also easy to miss because it's just that little map buried at the bottom of your contact page that you might not notice, but anyone that comes to the site will say, sorry, this map is not registered to work versus looking like a working map. And then people get confused by that versus actually reaching out to contact you. So any keys you need for different things, it's worth just making sure that they're set to work on the live site. Right. Yeah. And Google Maps, like you're mentioning, is kind of one of the most common that people will use to, to embed. Yeah. But there are plenty of other API keys, stuff like maybe HubSpot or MailChimp, any other kind of integrated sure. tools that you've got connected through API. Yeah. And a lot of those will work on multiple things. Like if you use HubSpot and those, the key will work on your test site and your live site without changing. But some will and some won't. So it's worth just kind of spending a few minutes going through all the things that have keys. Just make sure they work. All right. You know? So... You've been through quite a few uh, checkpoints so far, and I think hopefully this will get at least most people's website in a pretty good spot. So what's kind of the final tip that you provide to us, just especially around like testing to make sure that the site is actually working properly right. like it's supposed to? And that's the big thing is just to test. We actually have one item on our list. It's not on my list today. It's to have our whole team just kind of just go through the site, just kind of click around and make sure things work. Cause right. Just kind of random clicking. But the last one that I specifically go after is making sure your forms work, your contact form, your email sign-up form, that kind of stuff. Because again, your your testing site is probably on a different server than your main one. And so perhaps your main site email on the server is not configured correctly or using a plugin to help with that. Or there could be a variety of reasons, but if the form doesn't work, 
you won't really notice that because people fill out the form and you won't get it and so you won't know that you didn't get it and that's a big problem because those people that fill out the contact form are often potential clients so we just once it's live we go to the form fill it out make sure it saves to the site and emails the proper people and you know super easy thing to check and usually is not a problem again most of these things are not a problem you know on this list but that's a good one to check just to make sure because that's in a lot of cases, that's the goal of the site is to get people to fill out that form. So you want to make darn sure that it works when they do. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's an awesome list uh, in case people have forgotten some of the, the different points in there. I'm going to do a quick recap just to make sure that I've been listening. There you go. Cool. You know, Perfect. Kind of drifting in and out here as we're talking. <laughs> um, so first, to set up, uh, to make sure that magic checkbox is unchecked so yep. that Google can actually find you. Uh, number two, to make sure Google Analytics is installed. And three, similarly, uh, to... Get a site on uh, Google Search Engine or Google Search Console. Yep. Uh, there you go. Number four would be to make sure that those test blog uh, entries have been removed, so that, you know it doesn't say "Hello World" yep. as soon as people come yeah, to your exactly. new WordPress site. Uh, five would be to check the time zone settings to make sure that those are accurate. Six would be to make sure that the posts are actually by the site owner and not you as maybe this site developer or just an individual user on the page. Uh, seven, make sure to check for those again those magical, mystical little special characters that don't show up on Mac. Uh, eight, make sure to set up the redirects so that people are actually coming uh, to the right links on your new site and not accidentally breaking a link on your old site. Uh, nine, to check those API keys, especially for things like Google Maps and reCAPTCHA. And then number 10, to actually test out the site uh, and forms and make sure that those actually work and aren't, uh, you know, throwing errors for new people yep. coming to your site. Perfect. Yeah, that's a good list. And again, our list is a good bit longer than that, but it gets into even more small things that, again, should all be done already, but just to double check and make sure, make sure things are good. And we'll have that um, in our show notes. Yeah, so. yeah. But it, I mean, the point I think overall is you put in a lot of work uh, to build this new website. I'm sure you're very proud of it and can't wait to show it to the world. But uh, yeah, just make sure to kind of do these last minute little things to make sure that uh, it's, it's going to work the right yeah, way that you expect exactly. it to. Yeah, well awesome. said. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brighter Web Podcast with Robert and Mickey from Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. Uh, if you want more insights like this, including the full uh, list of all 55 things on the uh, our, our website launch checklist, uh, be sure to check out uh, abrighterweb.com. And if you want even more insights, visit our blog at greenmelonmedia.com.